Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and on Employment Notebook, we provide advice and insight into different strategies for succeeding in the workplace. And today, we're looking into how you can change your job and your life. Joining us to talk about this is Carol Kancher, registered psychologist and author of Questers, Dare to Change Your Job and Life. So, Carol, thanks for joining our show today. Thank you for having me, Katie. Now, today we're discussing a topic that you've actually written a book about, which is titled, as I said previously, Questers, Dare to Change Your Job and Life. So can you just tell us why you wrote this book? Well, I wrote the book because uh, I've gone through a number of transitions. And I, when I was first deciding, I said to myself, what's the matter with me? You know, mm-hmm. how come I feel this way? Don't do other people feel this way? I really thought, you know, I was in this job that I was good at and people thought everything was fine and it was fine. But I needed a change. I felt bored, restless, uh, crabby. And I didn't know what was the matter with me. So I uh, did some research. Actually, this was my PhD research. Why do some people voluntarily change jobs? Why do other people not? And is occupational change related to the life cycle transitions? And do people who voluntarily change jobs differ from those who don't? Mm -hmm. And I thought I would like to share that because I get this question all the time from people. And I'm sure you do too, and I'm sure that many of the listeners that are tuning in now are asking themselves too. Your feelings about your job that I had or or related are are normal. Then, mm-hmm. uh, if this is our job, we always have to be careful, though, not to move too fast, because these feelings could be related to a poor relationship or ill health. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that it is our job, but it is often, but not always, so we can do something about it. So could you give us a brief synopsis of what your book is about? Does it really help people kind of figure out how they can make a change so they're not bored and restless in their job? Yeah, well, uh, Questers inspires and guides uh, people to reshape their careers and lives. It shows how career transitions are linked to all areas of a person's life. So Quester's stories, these are people I talk about, quizzes and guidelines help readers understand how they grow and change through life, where they are in the career and life cycles, and how to create purposeful, growth-oriented, and fulfilling lives. Quester's is based on my years of research and experience with people from ages 20 to 120. It shares the stories of, uh, of people who have uh, questioned their careers and lives and decided to do something about situations that they uh, were not too happy in. Now, you've mentioned that your career and kind of your life cycle are interrelated. So can you tell us a little bit about how they're interrelated? Sure. Now, everybody, and there's lots of research to demonstrate, as we go through life, we go through alternating developmental and transition periods. Mm -hmm. For example, transitions are times we question who we are and where we want to go in all life components. The first time this occurs is adolescence. Late teens, early 20s, Uh, do I want to go to school? Do I want a job? Do I want time off? Shall I get married? 
whatever the case may be. We are questioning these different components, which is normal. Then we make decisions to pursue certain goals that we questioned after we did a little bit of research, and we move forward in our 20s, being productive and happy relatively if we made the right choices. Then in our late 20s, early 30s, we question again. Mm-hmm. Is this what I want? That there may be other things happening in our life. We may be laid off. We may be uh, getting a divorce or deciding to get married or have children. This is the age 30 transition, which is a normal aspect. Jesus, for example, was age 30 when he was baptized in the River Jordan. So all the way through history, these transitions occur. So at age 30, then, we make these decisions to change, pursue, take time off, whatever, we enter the developmental 30s. The late 30s, early 40s, we question again in all life components. And we make decisions, and then we pursue again the developmental 40s. And at age 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, give or take three or four years, we reassess who we are and where we want to go. So this goes on throughout life. Now, some people may question, but they may not change jobs. They may change another component of their life or decide to do something about dissatisfying work. We don't have to change jobs. We can grow in our current jobs by uh, taking a look at what needs to be done or what you would like and uh, speaking with colleagues, speaking with a superior or whatever. Maybe there's another component of our life that needs changing, such as deciding to have more fun for leisure activities or whatever. But this is a natural process. Now, part of this process, the entry mass is the entry mastery and disengagement stage of the occupational cycle. Okay. So paralleling the life cycle is the career cycle or occupational cycle. Entry, we are have an enjoying, we're learning. We feel enthusiastic. Mastery, we have mastered the task. We feel productive. We feel confident. We feel good about ourselves. If we're no longer growing on our job, like we don't feel challenged, we're not learning anything, we begin to feel disengaged, bored. So this disengagement stage of the occupational cycle or career cycle often parallels the life cycle transitions. So we have entry mastery and disengagement of the occupational cycle and the disengagement stage again of the occupational cycle parallels the age 30 or age 40 or whatever transition the person is in. Now, oftentimes, like if we take uh, teachers or middle-level managers or engineers, air traffic controllers, policemen, women, we see that cycle. However, if we are entrepreneurs and or senior executives, we may have a slightly different cycle because we then can create our own challenges. So it's a little bit different. It's really interesting to see how your career cycle and your life cycle kind of intersect and the choices that you make in either or or both of them kind of have an impact on one or the other or both. Now, in your book, you kind of you talk about questers. Can you fill us in a little bit on what a quester is and how someone can become a quester? Yeah, well, we are all born questers. Okay. When you take a look at little babies, toddlers, they're curious. 
they try, they fall, they experiment, they pick themselves up, they go again, they're smiling, they love learning. And so we're born with those qualities. However, as we go through uh, the socialization process, we tend to lose these qualities. However, parents and teachers can help children, adolescents continue to have them by, you know, providing feedback, consistent guidelines, encouragement to help them uh, continue to learn and grow. So any equesters have these qualities. They have a sense of purpose. They pay attention to their soul, whatever you want to call the sense of purpose. They're uh, risk-oriented, growth-oriented, creative, resilient. They have the qualities needed to prevail in changing times. Now, as I indicated, we're born with those qualities and we can strengthen those qualities. Now, if your listeners want to find out the degree to which they have these qualities, and maybe some of them already know by listening to what I said, they can go to my website, www.daretochange.com, and take the quest or quiz to help them identify the degree to which they possess these qualities. And then, of course, as I indicated in in my book, there are ways and means of strengthening these qualities in yourself if you want to. But why we want to do that is so that we will be able to adapt and succeed in our changing workplace because these are the qualities needed to change. Everything's changing rapidly. How are we going to be resilient? How are we going to adapt? How are we going to change our path? Because we're going to have to do that many times with the changing world. And, you know, it isn't just the changing economy. It's the changing political systems and everything else that's going on. So anyway, this is just a normal, normal aspect of growth and development of individuals and the planets and the universe as we continue to move forward. Everyone's kind of inherently a quester. You're, as you're saying, you're kind of born that way. You have these inherent skills, and you might just need to develop certain portions of these skills as you move throughout your career. Now, how can you really tell if you're ready to make a career shift? And if you are ready to make that shift, how do you kind of identify where it kind of lines up with your life cycle and your career cycle? I think that it's that people are um, the career cycle if they feel in a disengagement stage, like they're bored or lack enthusiasm, feels they're not growth. We, we know that. If um, there's an aspect of their other life uh, components, such as relationship, that is getting in the way, we may want to take a look at that. It may be health. So we have to identify what it is that is making us feel this way. So if it is your job, okay, what can I do? Can I grow in the job? Can I get another another organization, another job in the organization? Should I change jobs? Should I go back to school? Should I take time out? But you would ask yourself, what are the options you have after you know what it is that is the matter with you, such as your job, and you explore these options? For example, if you decide you need a job change, what do you want a job change to? Right. And so explore these options. Keeping in mind, you need to explore these options that are, you need to know yourself and to see whether these options are in harmony with your purpose, your skills, your needs, and other personal qualities. 
and everybody has different ones. So what is an appropriate option for one person may not be for another. So you need to know yourself. You need to explore the options that are available. Now these options using intellect and intuition, like cognitive strategies, such as writing down the pros and the cons as they relate to your values. But then there's also intuitive ways to question. Ask your dreams for guidance before going to bed at night. Writing a journal, speaking to someone that uh, is is possibly helpful, a friend, a senior in your community, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But, uh, you know, you want to uh, take a look at your options and the right one for you using both the cognitive intellectual approach as well as the intuition. That will help you uh, narrow your options and then uh, develop a plan, a goal, a plan, timeline, ensure that uh, you have exercises and strategies every day that'll help you get closer to your goal. And if you are pursuing a goal that's in harmony with your purpose and you really want it and you work hard and you know that you'll be prepared to make trade-offs and you believe that you're going to get it, and you continuously visualize yourself living your goal today, you better make sure that's what you want for you will surely get it. Now, as you're kind of going through this process of identifying what kind of change you want to make and then creating a plan to really set that into motion, there's a certain level of risk in this because you're, you know, playing with your career essentially, and that's directly tied to your life and, you know, how you pay your bills and everything. So, How can you really minimize the risk that you're taking and ensure that the choice that you're making will pay out in the end? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to be honest to yourself. Okay. And you've got to make sure that this goal that you're pursuing is in harmony with who you are, not what other people think you should be doing or what you think you should be doing for status or prestige. If this is the goal you want and it's the real you, then you are starting with the right track. You're in harmony with your purpose. You are moving in harmony with the energy of the universe. And that is the best first start. However, you do need to research. You've got to make sure this is your goal. You need to explore the options. I mean, the you know, is it? A, do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be a uh, an engineer? Do you want to be a uh, an admin assistant? What do you want to be? So, what is there? You need to explore these jobs uh, as they relate to your values, needs, goals, and the skills you want to use. In my book, I have guidelines to use to ensure that you are looking at the job as well as yourself using the right criteria. As you explore, you will gradually narrow the option because you will learn more about the option as well as yourself. So you will narrow the options naturally. And when you get down to two or three options, which you may have to do, you may not. It may narrow itself automatically. Then you take a look at the pros and cons of each option as it pertains to who you are, using intellect, as I indicated, 
what are the qualities or the criteria you want to use? Is this job going to pay the amount of money I want? Is it going to give me enough time for leisure? Right. Is it going to give me professional development? Is it going to do A, B, C, D based on the needs, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you clarify this is it, then you make your plan for deciding to pursue it and you work towards getting this goal. As I indicated, you know, we're going to have, have to make trade-offs. Right. <laughs> Whatever we do, we're going to have to make trade-offs, but it has to be our trade-offs. Okay. And then we have to work to getting the goal. And we have to believe, as I indicated, we make a plan. So do we have to go back to school? Do we need to pick up a couple of courses? Or should we uh, go to such uh, belong to a few organizations? Or should we uh, go to some meetings uh, where people in this organization are? What about friends and other people we know? We need to network to see who there is, who the people are, who the institutions are, the organizations that will give us an in to uh, help us get to where we want to go. I mean, that is taking work, okay? Mm-hmm. But while we're doing this at the same time, we are seeing ourselves living that goal that we said we wanted every day. We see, hear, smell, feel, experience ourselves living that goal. I had a client, for example, that got laid off and he wanted to uh, to be in the rescue service. Okay. He looked around, he did his research, found out what organizations, what types of agencies were hiring people that he could perform this job. He every day, and not for very long, it took him probably four weeks to attain his desired goal. But he did those things that I was suggesting. He saw, smelt, experienced himself performing his ideal job, and he created, in a sense, his job because there weren't many jobs like that available. At least you don't read about them or find them uh, advertised in uh, the media. You know, right. You have to go and create the job. And so that is what he did. Now, I really like the example that you shared there. And I think that with this, you can really make a change for both your life and your job and kind of create like a happy medium for what works for both avenues just for yourself. But unfortunately, we are up against the clock today. And I did want to give you a moment here at the end, just about 30 seconds or so, to share any final pieces of advice or any additional thoughts with our audience before we wrap up today. Well, I guess I would say... Again, what is your purpose? What do you want? Two, how badly do you want it? Three, how hard are you willing to work? Four, how much do you believe you will get it? Five, continue to work and believe. The last one, you better make sure this is what you want for you or surely get it. You get what you think. So you may as well start thinking about what you want, not about what you don't want and keep moving forward using, I think, just those few thoughts because you will get it. And with that final piece of advice, we will close out today's episode of Employment Notebook. I just want to thank Carol for joining us and sharing her expert advice. We do appreciate it. So thank you very much, Carol. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your career. Thank you.